Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. When we closed last week's broadcast, we were talking about the respect component of marital intimacy. So let's continue there today. Respect says, Honey, I don't agree with you, but I know there must be some good reasons why you see it that way. When you have time, can you help me better understand your point of view? Respect says, Honey, I'm sorry you feel hurt. That was certainly not my intention. Let's talk about it. Disrespect often grows out of emotional insecurity. If I am insecure in who I am... I may put you and your ideas down to elevate myself. Yet when I am secure in my own personhood, realizing that I am a child of God and of infinite value, then I am free to allow you to be who you are. A third element of emotional intimacy is the sense of being appreciated. When we express appreciation, it means that we recognize the value of our spouse's contribution to our relationship. Notice that I said, when we express appreciation. Many times, I think we see something that is worthy of being appreciated, and we think, wow, she or he did such a great job. But all we do is think it. We don't express it. Each of us expends our energy and abilities each day in ways that benefit our relationship. To sense that our spouse recognizes our efforts and appreciates them builds emotional intimacy between the two of us. Thus, appreciation may focus on our observation of the things our spouse has done today. On the other hand, appreciation may focus not on our spouse's performance, but on their abilities. And appreciation may also focus on our spouse's personality. You know, everyone wants to feel appreciated. So begin where you are. Express appreciation and watch your spouse flourish. In one of Gary Chapman's older books, he uses the term intellectual intimacy. He says that when he speaks of intellectual intimacy, that he's talking about that sense of closeness that develops between a couple who has learned to share their thoughts freely with each other. It is developing an understanding of each other by entering into each other's world of thought. Intellectual intimacy is the sense of being included into the other person's world rather than shut out. The thoughts we share may be profound and have global significance, or they may be as personal as sharing one's desire for an ice cream cone. The thoughts may be attached to decisions or simply shared as information. Obviously, the nature and significance of our thoughts will have a great deal to do with our spouse's emotional response to the thoughts. Intellectual intimacy is that freedom to share thoughts with each other, confident that we will be heard and receive an honest and caring response from our spouse. We all know the story of the wife who worked to put her husband through college or graduate school. She spent most of her energy working and being a mother while he grew intellectually. Shortly after he got his degree, the marriage broke up. Then there is the situation where a wife embarks on a new career that she finds exciting and intellectually challenging. Her husband had little interest in her career, 
so she soon stops talking about any of the things she finds interesting at work. As they grow apart, the husband blames his wife's job for their separation. In reality, the culprit was a lack of intellectual intimacy. Living in different worlds for several hours a day does not necessarily lead us apart. The problem is the lack of intellectual communication. Sharing our thoughts, our interests, our experiences with each other, and listening with interest. A husband and wife do not need to be totally conversant in all the technicalities of each other's work or interests. However, they should learn enough to be able to communicate and gain a sense of togetherness. On the other hand, intellectual intimacy does not necessarily focus on our vocations. It results from sharing our thoughts, experiences, and our desires openly with each other. Couples who learn to do this in an open and responsive context will discover that conversation can be extremely exciting. However, trying to share such information in a negative, emotionally charged atmosphere may virtually be impossible. That's why developing emotional intimacy is so important. Much of our silence in marriage can be attributed to uncertainty as to how our spouse will respond to whatever we share. Thus, good listening creates a climate for open talking. Well, let's be real. Most of us are more interested in sharing our ideas than in hearing the other person's ideas. It takes two good listeners to make one intimate marriage. Research has shown that in troubled marriages, a high level of misunderstanding exists between the spouses when they talk. Such misunderstanding is often rooted in poor listening. If I feel misunderstood, I may feel rejected. If I feel rejected, I will likely talk less in the future. Most of us could profit from sober reflection on Proverbs 18.2, which reads, A fool does not delight in understanding, but only wants to show off his opinions. Intellectual intimacy requires that we share our ideas, but it is fully as important that we listen to our spouse's ideas. Hearing, understanding, and accepting our spouse's ideas, even if we don't agree, is foundational to creating intellectual intimacy. None of us freely shares our ideas if those ideas are always opposed and condemned. Many people have never learned how to accept an idea with which they do not agree. In their minds, accepting an idea is giving approval to it. Acceptance and approval, however, are quite different. Acceptance means giving the person the freedom to think the way he thinks. Approval means agreeing with his conclusions. We can always accept our spouse's ideas, though there may be times when we don't agree with them. Approval is expressed in such statements as, I agree, let's do it. That's a wonderful idea. That's a loving thought. That's a brilliant concept. Acceptance, on the other hand, is expressed by such statements as, That's an interesting thought. I'm not sure I agree, but it is worth exploring. Is that really the way you think about that? I'm quite surprised. I had no idea that was the way you were thinking. I don't think I could ever agree with that idea, but if that is what you really think, we will have to try to find an answer to our differences 
because I respect your freedom to think differently than I. Such statements do not hide our disagreement, but neither do they condemn the other person's ideas. The purpose of listening is not to pass judgment, but to hear what the other person is thinking, to become aware of their ideas, to enter the world of their thoughts. You can evaluate those thoughts later if such evaluation is requested, but intellectual intimacy requires only that we listen attentively for the purpose of understanding the other person's ideas. Another skill in the art of listening is to give your mate your undivided attention when he or she is talking. Intellectual communication and intimacy are enhanced when we give each other our undivided attention when we talk. Some individuals pride themselves on being able to watch TV, listen to the radio, read a book, and carry on a conversation with their spouse at the same time. Although some people can do this, I am suggesting that to build intellectual intimacy with multitasking listening is not an asset. If my spouse gets the sense that I am not interested in what she is saying because my attention is given to other things, then she may lose interest in continuing to share her thoughts. Undivided attention communicates love and concern for the other person. To create the best possible climate for intellectual intimacy, our actions need to communicate to our spouse that nothing is more important than hearing what he or she has to say. There are times when we cannot give each other undivided attention. The best way to constructively handle these situations is to simply tell the truth. Let me finish this so I can give you my undivided attention. I really want to hear what you have to say and make sure I understand it. Most individuals will respond positively to such an honest statement. On the other hand, when one spouse continues to stare at the football game on television, making no verbal explanation as his or her spouse is talking, it will likely stimulate negative emotions and a negative response in the mind of the one trying to share. Stop, look, and listen is a good motto when your spouse is talking. You can also enhance communication by using nonverbal messages that indicate your undivided attention. Such things as nodding your head, pulling your chair closer, turning off the television, reaching out and touching them as they speak, and other gestures can communicate your interest in what your spouse is saying. Good listening requires thoughtful concentration. Focus on trying to understand the message your spouse is communicating. You know, words often have different meanings to different people. Therefore, you must ask questions to clarify the meaning. Many of our misunderstandings come because we assume that we understood what our spouse meant when, in fact, we missed the whole point. Clarifying questions should never be designed to push your spouse into an intellectual corner by questioning the validity of their statements. You simply want to make sure that you understand their ideas. Well, our time has gone for today. I invite you to join me on Monday mornings at 10 a.m. on my Mutual Understanding Method Facebook page for some live teaching on relationships. If you're not a Facebook user, or if the time is inconvenient, you can go to my website, mutualunderstanding.net, 
and click on the Mum Live tab to view the recorded teachings. Be safe and have a great weekend. God bless. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.